Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. And here we are. Here we are. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. It's always good to see you. Yeah, we see each other all day. We do, I suppose, but yeah. well, but that's it's always good. Yeah, it's always to good see to see you, you too. Yeah. And and we've already done the recorded opening, but uh, welcome back. I'm Brian. I'm Anessa. And this is the X Men Files. Yeah. And it's good to see you too, podcast listener. It's good to see <laughs> that you're still here, hanging tough yeah. with a podcast that no one listens to, yeah. other than us. We, I'm. We appreciate. It. We listen to it, and and we appreciate. Do you it. listen to it? You listen to it. <laughs> Even you don't listen to it. Only I, one of us. I listen now, to it with you. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm. I'm. I know that you, living yes, it. Yes. Why yeah, do I well, need to listen to it? I. I because it's good. It's entertaining. <laughs> I, I think that's maybe not a question that you should pose to anybody who's listening to this for the first time. <laughs> that rhetorical question with an implication of an answer where you say like, "Why would anyone?" No, that's not listen what I'm saying. I'm saying you know, I've, what I've are you saying? I've just, <laughs> I've experienced the real thing. What you're saying is, having recorded it, why would you then go on? Why would you compound the error by listening to it? <laughs> I have enjoyed listening to it with you. I have too. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, everyone, um, you know, all, all five or six of you out there are going to enjoy this uh, with uh, no remarks about varying levels of ado. I, I'm going to recap the episode. Okay. Uh, the, I, I, I the keep issue. switching between. I know. I keep doing that. I keep saying yeah. other episode or issue. This is an episode. What we're doing here the right now. The podcast is an episode. Yeah, it's episode twelve, I believe. It is. But right. the um, the comic the, is is an in, an issue. Issue. Is in an issue. Yes. Issue. An issue. Really. That's how they say it in England. How would you know? How they say anything? I, in I know everything about you England. Yeah, you used to live in I'm England. All, yeah. I'm all, I'm all British and shit. You're yeah. all British. You're not all British and shit. Um, <laughs> you can speak to them though. You can speak to them in their in their own language. In their own language, which, which is, is English, basically our language. Right. Yeah. Well, a little bit different. Um, for instance, issue. Issue. Okay. Um, that's all the mileage we're getting out of that. Too much. Mileage. So I want to preface my recap by saying, and this is. Prefacing the entire episode. So I read this again uh, earlier this week. I don't like this issue. Yeah. I think this is kind of exactly what I was thinking about when I was talking about a dry patch. Yeah. And this is, I think, probably going to be one of the one of the weaker issues that we talk about ever. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was just okay, too. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, which means that this is probably going to be a, a very short episode. Short, I just don't short, have a whole episode. lot to yeah. say about this. We're going to have to come up with something else to talk about. All right. So issue <laughs> issue 149 recap. Here we go. Uh, I'll say this. So just right off the top of my head, I'll rattle this off. It's not like I wrote it down or no. anything. It's not like you're reading it from your laptop. Yeah. Okay, let's get this over with. <laughs> Uh, cover image has the powerful and mighty X-Men looking through a frozen, dank basement with flashlights, while a huge disembodied head with a sparkly eye stares at them. Very, very accurate. Kitty is wearing roller skates. Yes. Cut to the splash page, where Xavier is multitasking with computers, a clipboard, and a Texas Instruments calculator. Wearing pajamas? That was my first impression. <laughs> 
He gives us a long history of the X-Men's dealings with Magneto. Yep. Among other things, we learn that Magneto is Caucasian <laughs> and probably has Nordic antecedents. <laughs> Briefly, this is not part of the written uh, recap. We later find out that Magneto, as a boy, was in a concentration camp. So maybe not that Nordic? <laughs> Right. Maybe, maybe actually from the Caucasus. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. He's that, that kind of Caucasian. Right. Kitty interrupts his musings, wearing an outfit composed of a top, which looks like an Atari 2600 cartridge, cartridge gloves and an eyes-wide-shut mask, leg warmers, roller skates, and gold foil over everything else. <laughs> Professor X is pissed, yeah. both about her fashion choices and the fact that she has purged his ram. Control S next time, Charles. Does it actually say that, that she purged his ram? No, he doesn't use the term oh, ram. Okay. Uh, what he says, all the data I had on screen and in temporary storage <laughs> has been irretrievably lost. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, we next have a sequence in the danger room where the other X-Men try to cheer Kitty up by throwing her around. Throwing her around, yeah. Professor X, because he's a dick... Tells them all to fly to Tierra del Fuego to look for a Magneto because he knows that next issue is number 150 and some heavy shit's going to go down. <laughs> okay. aboard, aboard the plane, we discover that Kitty has stowed away because, honestly, that's probably top of the list of practical uses of her powers. Aurora yells at her. Yes. Second time that she's been yelled at this issue. Oh. The plane lands next to a volcano and it's cold until they get inside where it isn't cold. Right. That took about a page. Yeah. that's the, That actually didn't occur to me that it was then, cold and it wasn't. Yep. Then they talk for a bit, revealing lots of backstory because I don't know why we need to know any of this shit. Also, so that we can understand who the weird guy on the cover is. Right. Uh, he's speaking or something. Sometime in the past, Storm tried to save him, but couldn't, couldn't, meaning that he fell down a pit and died. But he didn't. But what this issue presupposes is <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> uh, the group splits up, or maybe they'd already split yeah, up. It gets a little it, confusing here. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's lava, there isn't lava. The X-Men yeah. are in a volcanic basement looking for Magneto with flashlights. <laughs> We finally meet our villain, Garrock, with two Ks. I wrote that one down wrong, too. Kitty, one K, phases through him and injures him slightly. (laughs) She perturbs him. Uh, There's wind and ice and lava or something. Garrock has beams which shoot out of his eye, and he throws Nightcrawler. Right. Wolverine stabs him or something, but he recovers. Yep. Kitty roller skates toward him. Phases through him and injures him, I think. Upsets him, I think. Garrock then leaps into the pit with Storm in a weird murder-suicide. <laughs> Kitty finds Aurora with the help of a flashlight. They really need an... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really need an X-Man whose superpower is Being light. Being able to see in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. creating light. They're, well, they're... They're going to get one. Oh, good. Okay. Because they, um, they need one. In Back to the Days of Future Past, we're going to mention Dazzler, whose power is a psychedelic. psychedelic Her power light. is light. Yeah. Um, but also, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, 
Okay, so she finds Aurora with the help of a flashlight. <laughs> Garrick tries to kill one or both of them, but Kitty phases, and it phases him. <laughs> and he falls down. Right. Also, I just noticed that's, that he's that's, actually... That's, 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 that's more or less the resolution of the villain of this issue. He's wearing half a pair of pants. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Nightcrawler bamps them back to safety because they had been in mortal peril on that ledge. Yep. Very, very dangerous on that ledge. Uh, they all get back on the plane, and Storm, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler have tea, beer, and a sandwich, respectively. <laughs> sandwich chaser. <laughs> we don't know. Nightcrawler probably... Uh, Wolverine drinks the beer. That's, that's how we know that yeah, he's no, a Wolverine badass. says. Oh, maybe it was on a By different the way, page. By the way, you and I split a beer right before recording this, so that's just how, For that's just how edgy we are. We are. <laughs> all right, hang on. Almost done. Um, meanwhile, on Magneto's Island... Scott and Lee have been dressed in outfits from the Flash Gordon movie. <laughs> this movie, by the way, was uh, in 1981, I think. Uh, it features T'Pol, Max von Sydow, and Timothy Dalton. And it is a really, really good movie. It's, it's one of Brian's I enjoy watching that movie. Movies. And you should check it out. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, Magneto totally knows that Scott is Cyclops. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. the fucking issue. <laughs> it, you... It, this ought to be a question that we pose for basically any period of time where you're doing something. You should put. You know, would I rather have been watching the Flash Gordon movie <laughs> during? The, could I have used that time to once again watch Flash Gordon? I think the answer for you, for almost for like at least fifty percent of what you do on a given day, <laughs> would I rather have been watching the Flash Gordon movie for you? Would be right. yes. Well, th- th- there are things that you have to do, like, like you, know, you you have to drive to the grocery store. There are things like that. Um, other other like I, I yes, I'd much rather watch Flash Gordon than have a job, for instance. <laughs> but if there are other things like optional things, like this issue, could I have more profitably spent that time watching Flash Gordon? Yeah, yes. I should have watched Flash Gordon. <laughs> so then, then that that's a kind of a threshold that entertainment ought to cross. Is, is it a better use of time, or at least as good a use of time, than watching of time Flash as watching Flash Gordon? <laughs> that's going to be like my new... Um... What's the word that I'm looking for? I'm motioning with my hands because you yeah. can all see me. Yeah. My new sort of uh, level. No. Plateau. Plateau. Not plateau. My new my new thing by which I measure other things. Your new things. mesa. That's Spanish. It means table. No, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what I'm going to think whenever I have to, you know, I have an option of doing something. I don't yeah. actually like the Flash Gordon movie as much as Brian does, so <laughs> that I will be more it's a little bit prolific right, a little with bit right my... candy for me. Yeah. yeah. Although, no, it's, no. it's beyond <laughs> yeah. eye candy for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mainly for you. Eye candy is just like a frosting on top of a really <laughs> awesome cake. Yeah. Yeah. You'll all be happy to know that our uh, one of our children also loves the Flash Gordon movie. It's his favorite movie. Yeah. He says it's his favorite movie. And he watches it with all of his friends when oh, yeah. we used to have something called sleepovers. Yeah. Well, back back in the before times. The time. before times. Yeah. 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 A long, long ago. <laughs> um, the, also, he likes it when he can switch his friends on to Flash Gordon. Yeah. Like, like one of his friends, he said he wasn't going to watch He said he wasn't going to like it. But then he did, and he liked it. Yeah. And he's like, now he really loves that movie, and we talk about it. Like, like, you're walking. Okay. Edit point. 
Let's see, edit point at 11 minutes and 29 seconds. Hey, I edited, I edited his name out very effectively last week. Good. Okay, let's return to the funny thing that yep. I was about to say about our unnamed child. Yeah. Uh, I said, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny boy. <laughs> you're walking a mile in my shoes because what I wanted, I wanted you to like that movie. Yeah. And now you do. And now you do. And, wow. and, and your friends like it too. Wow. Yeah. He's a good kid. All right. He's a good kid. So yeah, that was the issue. Uh, did you write down anything else? No. All right, here's there, what there, I... There is nothing else to write down. I, I, that recap was a comprehensive take on everything relevant yeah, in this issue. no, it's true. So I had written down Xavier in his pajamas. <laughs> uh, with the sleeves rolled up. With the sleeves rolled up. And his then sleeves he, are rolled up on his pajamas, which I've he, never, uh, ever, ever done. I roll my sleeves up on my shirts all the time. You don't have shirts. posh pajamas. Like he wow. does, because you're not like a you 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 married beneath your zillionaire that you know kidnaps children and who rolls up the sleeves in their pajamas? I don't know. Anyway, um, I did a little bit of spot the '80s with his uh, with his computer. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. Those pages are about. We're gonna, oh, but hang on. Is it time for a spot the '80s? Yes, it's time for spot the '80s. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you've heard it where I where I have that that stinger in, right? I'm not actually sure. Yeah, I'll have, because it's I obviously don't listen. To the it, 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 it is it is incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. I say. I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. And so I like on his computer. He's got like on the first page. He's got the picture of Magneto like looking at the at the camera. Right. And then who took that picture? Yeah. And then on the next page, he's got him like in profile. <laughs> So he's like he's really studying. Do you in the very top right no, there? No, I get it. But hang on. So on on page three, yeah. top left. Tell me who else is on this monitor. I didn't notice this until just now. Page, uh, page, page three, three. Next page. Next page. Top left. Who's top who else is on that monitor? Left. Excuse me. Right. Right. Top right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kermit the Frog. It's Kermit the Frog. It's Kermit the fucking Frog. Huh. Interesting. Maybe we what, see. What, what the fuck is he doing? Do, do, do you ever get the sense of like maybe Professor X is just a little bit crazy? Or someone who draws this comic is really into Kermit the Frog. It's like when you see refrigerator yeah. magnets on a TV show and sometimes it's like you can tell that they are sort of supposed to be some kind of an Easter yeah. egg to like the, you know, the, 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 the director's like okay. kid or something. Yeah. 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 Some, sorry, so, so, so probably someone, you, you, someone's you know, kid is really into Kermit the Frog. Yeah, they D- said Dave Cockrum yeah, has uh, slipped, does the slipped that in. Yeah. Or, or maybe we'll or, see Kermit the Frog in an upcoming issue as like a uh, you know some sort of yeah. crossover X Nar- Man narrator. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking yeah. of children, yeah. actually, my favorite part, one of my the things that that I thought was hilarious about this one, yeah. Was that at some point Magneto had, quote, at the hands of his own mutant creation Alpha resulted in his forced regression to infancy. Yeah. And then there's a picture of a baby. Yeah. With the Magneto like headdress. Right. And right. all of In that. The helmet. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was that seemed like a creative uh, storyline. That's what I'm signing up for. Yeah. I love, well, I can't remember. There's a phrase from earlier. Uh, I don't know what it was, but like like that kind of just 
batshit stuff. That's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it reminds me. Um, come back to this if, uh, if possibly, but uh, I, w- I want to talk about Pride and, Bride and Prejudice that okay. we saw on, on Friday. But you know, that sort of batshit lunacy is what what I'm around for. Not goddamn flashlights. <laughs> you really, really cheesed off about the flashlights. I didn't even actually even notice the flashlights until yeah. you said Two that. works of culture with very effective uses of flashlights. At okay. least two. Two, okay. And, and this... <laughs> because, look... I can't even think of one, look, but go ahead. I, 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 I think of myself as kind of an authority yeah, on the use of flashlights <laughs> in science fiction. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is why I'm able... With that. Which is why you noticed this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what were the two? Um, E.T. Okay. Yeah. Uh, opening of E.T. Yep. Fantastic use of flashlights. Uh, and The X-Files, which is huh. where, where, of course, where we take the name, where, where we got the name of this of this podcast, yep. you know, The X-Men Files. It's a nod to um, another really fantastic X-related bit of culture, mm-hmm. along with the band X. But, you know, that's in the name as well, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I can't do anything with that. Carry on. Um, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, good use of flashlight. Yeah. And, and those two works. This one, not so much. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else did I write down? I love that Kitty, I love Kitty, and I love that she's always, like, her main goal. Because, like, they invited her to live here, but, like, no one seems to have noticed that, like, she's actually pretty little. And, right. and like, she's bored. Yeah. Or she's yeah. lonely. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, someone needs to do something crap, with yeah. her. What is she, like... She's meant to be, I think, 15. Yeah. Uh, they established that maybe 13. I was going to say 13 was what I yeah. thought. So she's bored and right. she's probably kind of homesick. You know, I mean, I don't know what she does in her time where she doesn't appear on the thing. But one of the things that she does is try to come up with cool costumes for herself. Yeah. And actually, that's like that's, a very um, charming thing about her. I feel I feel sort of bad about all of the, uh, the mockery that I read <laughs> out there. For I mean, that, this is at least like her second, <clears throat> if not her possibly yeah. third costume that she's kind of de- like debuted for the for yeah. the team now to be fair this costume is pretty ridiculous <laughs> i mean yes yeah i mean all of their costumes are pretty yeah. ridiculous and yet actually did i really mean it just a minute ago when i said that watching magneto revert into an infant with the magneto helmet is exactly what i'm signing up for because if i like that kind of wackiness then her weird Early eighties Xanadu <laughs> outfit ought to be right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. I think she's and adorable. Conflicted, inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, let's see. Was it, do, do you love the um, little puffs of smoke or something uh, behind her roller skates? Yes, because she's going really fast. <laughs> I'm surprised that she didn't find time to take off her roller skates before she got on the. She plane. could phase out of them. Yeah, she, I guess. Like, I mean, she can't get. Maybe she can get dressed faster. <laughs> she can definitely, I mean, I, I don't want to be gross, but she can get undressed very, very quickly. It just phases out of her clothes. Right. And she's, she's, she can stow away uh, anywhere. Anywhere she wants to at any time. Yeah. Um, Angel's gone. Not, still gone. Does not return. Still gone. Curious yeah, if he's going to come back. Flashing all the way back to our second episode. All the way back to our second episode. Yes. I mentioned that you know, Angel comes back in 139, issue 139. But I, I, I'm not sure that Claremont really knows what to do with him. Mm-hmm. He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually, I think, leaves for good. Um, I mean, he comes, he, you'll see him again. Okay. Back to the past or future days. Right. I really can't, I really can't make this a segment. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, sorry. really, really giving yeah. it my all. It sounds I, cool. 
Does it? <laughs> or, yeah, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> okay. So maybe it just wants to sound cool. This is going to be one of these kind of like milestone episodes. This we're, one? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're like like fans of the show two years from now. This, <laughs> this is how you'll know that you're like an OG X-Men Files <laughs> listener. We'll have just They're, one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's being rich. Hi, uh, <laughs> person who listens to this. Did, did, did we give this name? I think we actually, We did ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not his last name. We'll, we'll protect yeah. that. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so two years from now, like, like, like I'm a, I'm, I was there way back when. I can remember when they still used to do Back to the Past of Future Days. Oh, my <laughs> they God. Tried that I thought they times. retired yeah. that really early. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. It, even as early as they retired it, they really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they should have retired it. <laughs> they shouldn't have let even it go earlier. Okay. Angel, Angel, Angel comes back. Angel's uh, gone now. Uh, yeah. I really liked when Wolverine said, uh, I think I'll drown my sorrows in a brew and sandwich chaser. <laughs> You, you, you said sandwich chaser earlier. Yeah, uh, that's okay. what I meant. I thought that happened later, sandwich but it happened chaser. earlier. It's um, um, exactly what I had for lunch. <laughs> true. And some pretzels. <laughs> so then spot the uh, spot the Shakespeare. You can do that in this thing only. I, 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 I no. read it earlier this week, and to do the recap, I was just flipping through it. I wasn't actually reading the words because uh, you know, they made my eyes hurt. All right, so page 10, they get to the thing. Mm, page Okay, 10. Uh, wait, wait, give me. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. You'll I'll find, find it, it right away. So, um, edit point as. Oh, of course, yeah. The, yeah, the Hamlet. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart. I actually did have to look up the whole quote to make sure that it goes on that as way. As for Yorick, I knew her well. As well. So, body of infinite chest. Literary. Here's some literary shit for you all. Literary shit. Literary shit. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Months. This the other. Capsule review of this issue. Literary shit. The other thing that surprised me was that all the stuff that had happened where Garrick falls in the thing, Storm tries to catch him and fails, was like just months ago. Like they kind of make it seem like it was ancient history, but it was. Time. Not very long ago. Time is very, very fluid in comics. So. I think what will happen is that Kitty will age kind of in real time. She's 13 in like 1981 or whatever this comes out. She'll become 15 and then like 17, 19, something like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone around her will Stays not the same age. age, yeah. And everything that has happened will like, that was a few months ago. Right. <laughs> like it could, like it could three, be any time, yeah. Right, because you know, comics have that weird time dilation where you've got maybe an arc that lasts three issues, four issues. That's a few months. That's a few months, right. And or even less. From yeah. time to time, they'll kind of nod to the idea that in between arcs like that, nothing much happens. Like they actually go to school at Xavier's school. And right. <laughs> like they're learning calculus or some shit. Um, and then they've got another adventure. So w- when you add it all up and in, like 12 months of comics is like maybe one week out of their lives. But who who goes to, I mean, the only person that goes to, that's old, of school age is Kitty. At this point, yes, okay. that's going to change. Okay. So when the comic first began, they were all meant to be, you know, call it like 18, right. 19. So like they're in, you know, I guess college or right. something. Right, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But um, also in, I think, this is 81, 82 or 83, I think late 82, we're going to get a new crop of mutants called the New Mutants. Ooh. And they're younger 
And they actually and they need to, to learn calculus. Yeah. yeah. And also in the year 2000, when uh, Grant Morrison begins his run, he kind of takes it back to the idea. I mean, other people do this as well, but like Grant Morrison in particular, takes it back to its idea of this is a school where people go to school. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had written down, let's see, Garrick attack, etc. Seems pretty standard. It was a little bit hard to figure out what was going on. Uh, it was a hard to figure out why any of what was going on mattered. Yeah, they're in a cavern. They're yeah. not in a cavern. He attacks them. He throws her down the thing. So that was all pretty, pretty boring. But then things get exciting again when we get to the very end. And he's only wearing half pants. For me, well, he's only wearing half pants. Yeah. But also, it's like when we see the the very last page with Scott and Lee, mm-hmm. and it like what what does Magneto have in in mind for? For the three of them there with those costumes. It's a little like... Oh, you made it gross. I didn't make it gross. <laughs> didn't you? No. Did was it, what's it, why does he have them dressed up like that? Because that's how everybody dresses in comics? Yes. Or yes. is he going to do some sort people, of weird like... People have weird kind of Roman centurion with an octopus <laughs> on it type costumes. Yeah, it was a little... I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little uncomfortable about what he's planning. Those, those, those. Are you suggesting that? I'm not suggesting anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not suggesting what you're suggesting. I'm suggesting. <laughs> are you suggesting that if you show up on an island with some crazy city and someone says, "Hey, I've got some clothes for you," and the clothes include, uh, like, pirate boots and right, nothing with an octopus that the 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 armbands that like those golden that 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 person might be a little bit off yeah because, like it doesn't just, have like ll beans type type, type just the sort of things you would find on an island having washed up from shipwrecks would just be like more of the same tattered things that they no, had no you'd but find he's like pir- you would hey find, guys were- you answered your own question you would find pirate boots yeah. <laughs> and weird octopus-themed uh, tunics or whatever. I, I yeah, lack the vocabulary we're gonna, we're gonna to play, describe this. Does anybody want to play dress-up? I've got some costumes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> skipping right past, um, you know, because I'll, I'll keep it above board and family-friendly. Um, you skip me right past Lee's crown that she has on. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, there's a lot of weird and the weird things and <laughs> less like less a, family friendly. The uh, the weird thing that's like uh, the, that snake like thing going up her thighs. Yeah, and then the, like yeah. the little clamshell belt that she has. That's tasteful. Yeah, also, like, also, I just feel like Magneto has plans. Tasteful. Also, also gross <laughs> <laughs> because I mean what, I'm gross or the no oh. no because like like a clamshell right. Oh, stop. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. That's disgusting. It's just nasty. It's letter to penthouse level. Oh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so exactly. he's got these really weird costumes for them. Look, I'm and... the person who is disgusted by it. I didn't put that in there. <laughs> I didn't throw that idea onto a comic books page. Just play dress up. Comic book page. Anyway, did you read the letters, most importantly? No, I didn't. Oh, you got to read the letters. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <gasps> You're horrible. The letter, the first really long letter, you don't have time to read it now, but it's awesome. No, okay. Um, I'm glancing at it. Yeah, it's a very touching letter uh, from someone who talks about how um, inclusive it is and, and, you know, someone with a disability and how nice it is to see characters 
like that in a comic. It's another one of those very, very sweet, touching letters. Cool. And uh, it, it made me happy. Oh. And reminded me that not everything, you know, I, th- I feel like, um, however, we sometimes feel that things aren't inclusive enough now. They used to be a whole lot less that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, I said, everything's more inclusive now. Reminder that it wasn't always so. Um, you know, I feel like at, at this point, sort of nerd, that this sort of nerdy culture has prevailed. Uh, yes in a way, no. you know, and it's, it's a little bit more mainstream. I think a lot of people kind of see themselves as outsiders now in a way that in the 80s, maybe people didn't. Even people that are definitely not outsiders now see themselves <laughs> as outsiders. I, I'm not sure that that is necessarily what has happened. I, 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 I'm not going to be very articulate about how I express this. The triumph of nerd culture yeah, and, and let's talk about what I mean by that. You cannot talk about contemporary film without talking about Marvel movies, right. MCU movies. Uh, you cannot talk about the economy without talking about computer technology, programming, right. that sort of thing. Um, those are, from an 80s perspective, very niche, nerdy right. things. And spoilers, shit that I really dug. Uh, well, and that and, this and person really dug in the 80s and that she felt like yeah. was a nice thing to see in a, you know, made her happy. My see. my concern about the fact that these are now mainstream is I don't know that the mindset has become so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to struggle to put into words kind of what my reservations on that are. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll focus on like entertainment. I'm a little bit less bothered, and in fact, I'm you know I'm sympathetic to Scorsese's view mm-hmm. uh, that that's crowding out other kind of niche voices. Right. When it comes to technology and the fact that we've got, uh, it, it is impossible to engage in modern life without being aware that there are these things called computer programs right. and. That people who are good at math and programming are largely behind them. I don't think that that has generated any greater sensitivity around the people who generate this stuff, like the oh, engineers yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this is informed by my own experience yeah. and uh, some former employers or people that I worked with. I'm talking about you. <laughs> you know, naming no names because. You know, I've made it this far with with burning not terribly many bridges, and I've got you know, but uh, there were some points of real frustration that there's the reality that we are in a data centric, techno centric world. Uh, there is not enough of an attempt to understand the mindset of the people who built that world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I can see that. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, it's more like, hey, how can we how can we exploit this? Right. And or if somebody's doing that because it's fun, how can we shame them into making it uh, something that we can monetize? Yeah, yeah, yes. Ditto, I'm- ditto. Comics. So, you know, I love the MCU movies. I mean, we're going to watch one tomorrow, and I don't have that much in the way of mixed feelings there. Right. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, this there, this there was a letter from. I just railroaded your posters. That's, no, no, that's <laughs> so, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not fine. You know, yeah. her whose name is Carolyn Amos, and she wrote a very sweet letter about how she'd yeah. always felt like an outsider, and yeah. the X Men gave her a group of people who were also outsiders yeah. that she felt a connection to, and it was very, very touching. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm taking a sabbatical from Twitter, but. Um, Looked at the you know, the Cerebro X Men Files Twitter feed. There is a lot of, at least from what Twitter is choosing to show me, mm-hmm. and I think it says more about who's active on Twitter than about me. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of LGBTQ voices who mm-hmm. are into comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it seems you know according to right. the, according to Twitter feed, um, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. By the way, not evident in the MCU movies. Right. No. <laughs> um, not evident in the comic at this point yet, but they do right. get they do get characters who who are uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, like not part spend, of that community. You know, standard yeah. heterosexual. So yeah. so like that's cool. I mean, the X Men are always a metaphor for that. Right. Um, I feel like you're saying like really useful and good things, and I'm. I'm either mansplaining them or just trying to subvert them. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, okay, I'm doing a bad job. No, no, you're doing a fine job. You want to talk about Bride and Prejudice? I do. Yeah, I do. So one of the so the first 45 minutes of that were really really great. The rest of it was like it was fine. Yeah, but it, it didn't quite sustain the uh, the, uh, the level. And um, I'm blanking on the uh, the gal's name who who uh, did the film, but. Uh, Bennett, like Beckham, and and Blind and mm-hmm. were both better than mm-hmm. uh, Bride and Prejudice. Yes. But the first 45 minutes are unmissable. Yeah, fun. Um, and there's a sequence when they're in L.A. that, that I really dig. Um, so two things. One, it, it, it took me such a long time to finally be cognizant of and embrace the idea that I love, love, love romantic movies. Just, <laughs> yes. Just goddamn love do, them. Yeah. In, in a way, but it weirdly, similar to my love for comics, uh, there are so many of them. I actually... The, the, the batting average for romantic comedies is way worse than mm-hmm. for comics. Okay. For me, anyway. Yeah. Um, I adore Kate Hudson, but if she's in a romantic comedy, it's probably just going <laughs> to drive me up a fucking wall. Right. Um, like, that stuff is dog shit. Um, Hitch. I saw Hitch. I didn't like Hitch. I like I like Will Smith. Um, anyway. I need to watch more romantic comedies um, with the, uh, the small we, people. We, we, we should, but, but, yeah. but, but, but and I, I said romantic kind of deliberately. Um, don't get me wrong. I love it if it's in a romantic comedy, like 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 Charlie Chaplin's City Lights. Have you seen this thing? No. First time I saw it, like I was just weeping oh. at the end of it. And that was maybe the first movie that I ever saw that made me cry. Uh-huh. Incredibly romantic yeah. ending. Just just you want to rip your heart out of your chest. <laughs> kind of thing. And um, Sense and Sensibility, another one. Like, yeah. like just like, like Alan Rickman. See, he's so. Goddamn good. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah, we need um, to watch that. All right, so Bride and Prejudice, it, like, it hit that in, in a really, really awesome way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that, that I love that that's, that's what drives the plot, mm-hmm. is who's going to get married. Who's going to get like, married, that, right? That's fantastic. I mean, right. that, that's a superhero-type plot. Um, nice and simple. Yeah. Well, deceivingly. Yeah. So... Um, it's it's good to be able to to establish that uh, it, it can be useful for for the audience. But the other thing that I loved about Bride and Prejudice is is the musical elements to say, it. The dancing, fucking hell, that was just so good. <laughs> no, it was just so awesome. Um, like, like 
you, so, I didn't grow up in India. No. <laughs> Haven't been. No. Would love to go. Yep. Almost went oh, once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a friend and I, were we were going to go, and, and then, but, you know, it, it didn't happen, but um, still want to go. Um, it's like awesome costumes on, yeah. and, and they do the thing, and it's like great, because I, I don't like musicals. No. You but that, yeah, it's I'll watch that all day long, yeah, because yeah. Um, there's something about the surrealism in in the Bollywood mm-hmm, spectacle mm-hmm. that's that, that does it for me more than a musical does. Right. Maybe because musicals, some of them like like Les Miserables, something like that. It's like, it's like well, the Les Miserables is just a bummer. It's not like fun, yeah, cheerful music and yeah, dancing. It's, it's like, it feels yeah, like that. Like so yeah, people are yeah. starving and yeah. Yeah. Who, who wants to see that? Dying of <laughs> consumption and all sorts of horrible, you know, orphans. Yeah, like <laughs> Just... I, I got I got dressed up for this. Yeah. So, okay. so anyway. Um, and the scene, the sequence uh, from Bride and Prejudice where they're in LA and there's that gospel choir on the beach. Yeah. That's fucking great. <laughs> Graduates. And, the kids kept being like, why do they have people here that were graduating? It's like, that's a gospel choir. How do you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. The robes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a graduation. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 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 that I think um, brings us to to our letter of the week. Oh, we have a letter. Cool. Yeah. We. we have, yeah. No, no, we really don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's our letter? Yeah. I, I actually, this this isn't a letter at all. I'm I'm trying to justify the fact that I that I I enjoyed Bride and Prejudice <laughs> and I want to see more right. good romantic movies. Okay. What's your favorite romantic movie? Uh, probably Love Actually. Really? Yeah, I love Love Actually. All right. It's like I love that I saw it at a time when I was just getting ready to okay. move to London, and yeah, yeah. so have yeah. we talked about love actually on this podcast? I don't think I don't we have. Think so? Oh my goodness, no, yeah, I don't I think know. so. I just shook the whole table. It's fine. If you fine. all heard a really loud yeah. noise, we talked about love actually in our lives. In our lives, we've talked about it extensively. I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast. Well, let's assume we have. Steel Magnolias is another favorite of mine. It's a little. I don't like Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. this is this is this is kind of my the, 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 this is the conflict that I have. I, I say that I like romantic movies, but if they if Kate Hudson is in them or Julia Roberts is in them, I, I don't want to be within a country mile. About Meg Ryan. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe versus the volcano is fucking great. You've got male, maybe a little less so, mm-hmm. but uh, Joe versus the volcano. I'll watch that all day long. Mm-hmm. She has like three different roles in that, doesn't she? I haven't seen that. She's a Renaissance woman. Meg Ryan. No, <laughs> is she? no, maybe not. But but no, I, I have plenty of time for Meg Ryan. Uh, Julie, Julie Roberts can fuck straight off into the night. Wow. As I'm concerned, I've never enjoyed her. What's no no? I saw like one movie that I enjoyed her in, and I, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like she can make Steven Soderbergh look bad. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron fuck Brockovich. Aaron, fuck Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> Sorry. And with that. <laughs> and with that. Um. Yes, more romantic. That's a love actually. Oh, oh no, sorry. What what is your what was your is currently your favorite love actually story? Ooh, your favorite love actually. My story. favorite love actually story. Mine has not changed. I used to really like the one with Andrew Lincoln and the and the signs, but now that just seems like a bummer. Yeah. Um, probably the uh, the Colin Firth story, maybe because I've got Mr. Darcy on the brain. But that's my favorite too. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> How romantic! <laughs> we we both have the same yeah. favorite love actually story. Also, the Bill Nye story is pretty good. Yes, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that uh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. very touching. Yeah, yeah, that's very sweet. Yeah. All right. All right. We got anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, sort of a. We 
Yeah, it's a downbeat. Kind of a week. This is a week. it's a crappy issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of okay. It's not even okay. It Look. just seems like filler. We're in the hole. We're out of the exactly, hole. Yes. They threw us out of the it, it hole. We put it's filler. very dangerous inside the hole. We got to get out of the hole. What's happening? How do we get out of the hole? Like we all have super. Why can't we just get her off this ledge? We might I'm all die here. That. <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not. No, no. But, We've been in tougher scrapes than this. Is, this is, and, and we already know just how lowbrow this is. I've made a disgusting reference to, to clamshells. <laughs> Jesus. Is the whole... Is, are, 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 oh, no, no. I know what you're going to say. No, are we misreading this? I hope is this Is this just all a kind of a metaphor for sexual performance? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is not. I think maybe... No. So, so I... I I'm wondering if it's possible to read it that way. Like, like you, you, like you couldn't find it even if you had a flashlight. <laughs> You oh my know, God. you're hot, you're cold, <laughs> there's lava, there's no lava. <laughs> when you phase through me, it's just like I'm not even there. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just feels weird. <laughs> I think maybe that's... We might have to reread it. it again for next week. We don't need to do that. We, we don't do that. <laughs> need to do that. But that's about the only way that we can rescue this issue and also alienate anyone who's still listening. Yeah. Reminds me, there's um, there was a movie Jennifer Lawrence and um, um, uh, uh, Chris Pratt. I can't remember the name of the movie. It was like Passengers or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So they talked about this in Harmontown, which, by the way, is a much better podcast. Yes. And if you if you've never listened to Harmontown, <laughs> stop this podcast right now. Go check out Harmontown. Yeah. So uh, Harmon is talking about watching that. So it, uh, Chris Pratt is somebody who is on this spaceship for several years and people are in suspended animation and he's lonely and bored and he right. wakes up someone. He wakes up Jennifer Lawrence. Isn't, which Harmon says... Isn't that is, a movie called Alien? No. Well, okay. yes, kind of. But anyway, yeah. point is, Harmon says, like, this is basically sexual assault. <laughs> uh, and it is. Right. She and then he says, to be woken up, yeah. And then he says, so then there's like some weird technical malfunction with the ship. And so Herman, he says, like, you know, as I'm watching, I'm thinking, there's going to be a scene where he has to get inside of <laughs> some narrow, confined space where he's not supposed to be. <laughs> and, just, and sure enough. Sure enough. Like, that's yeah, where Herman you have to. Yeah, genius with, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, 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 I mean, it, 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 I, it, never, it never really had occurred to me to... to um, Despite the best efforts of my high school English teachers <laughs> to, to read metaphors yeah. and allegory in that kind of way. But so here you have it. Um, and the dead shall bury the living. <laughs> A tale of sexual frustration. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, check us out. Hit me up with an email, an angry email, <laughs> cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Uh, please don't blame Manessa. She's blameless. She's awesome. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.